So I wanted to talk briefly this evening uh, about something that I struggle with, uh, but have been working on, and, and I imagine that I'm not alone in this, <laughs> and that, that many of you have to deal with this, uh, and, and that is, you know, feeling like we, we don't have enough time, right, and the struggles that arise from that. Uh, you know, I, I often feel like I need to be in two places at once. You know, the place where I am, and then the place where I want to be. <laughs> or the place where I need to go later. Uh, maybe that I don't want to go, right? So my mind is kind of split. Uh, and and that divided mind can be tough to deal with. Uh, you know, because there's a strong sense of not being present. And not being truly where we are. Being split into several different places or several different times and that's stressful and that stress is dukkha you know that sense of unease that we're we're in the business of diminishing of decreasing and the problem is that we we usually have a lot to do right and we have a lot on our minds i know for me at work i i keep lots of to-do lists you know, I, I keep scrap paper around that I, I jot tasks on um, so I, I don't forget them. And then I'm hopping from meeting to meeting and call to call, task to task. And those tasks add up. And then I spend time in meetings trying to multitask and get things done. Uh, or thinking like, God, I wish this meeting was over so that I could focus, right? And when I'm chatting with people and I have a lot on my mind, I'm not really present. You know, I'm focused on all the work that I need to do um, or just focused, you know, if they bring an issue to me, I'm just focused on fixing their issue and sending them on their way. Um, I always joke with people, I'm a fixer, right? So if you some if you come to me with an issue, I'm, I'm going to give you advice and say, try this, you know, and that's not a bad thing necessarily, but, you know, the, the whole difference of teaching someone to fish versus, you know, giving them a fish. And oftentimes when we work with people and allow them to come up with options, um, that's a, a kind of a better way to help people because now they have ownership of that. They know how to fish. They know how to fix that issue. Um, but I don't always take time for that. Just give and go, right? It's too much to do. And, you know, I over the last two years... Um, Due to, to COVID, most of my work has been done from home. And I know a lot of you, you know, have spent at least some time working remotely if you were able. Um, and I never really liked this before. <laughs> but, you know, I've, I've come to enjoy that ability to focus. It has sometimes given me time to just sort of be heads down and, and get things done. Um, but I've, I've tried to go back into the office more and more. Um, to see peers. It's a nice change of pace. I get to see people who I haven't seen very often. Um, but boy, it can be tough to get work done sometimes when you're in an office with a lot of other people. Um, you know, pass someone in the hall and we'll, we'll chat or we'll be sitting at my desk and someone will come by and, and we'll kind of talk and things like that. <coughs> and you know, I feel bad because I'll know in the back of my head, like, I have to go to a meeting soon. <laughs> and I'll kind of look at my watch or like, I have work I need to get done. There's a deadline. And, and you feel this tightening up and this angst, right? 
because there's a stress or the guilt, you know, when you're chatting with someone, you'd love to talk to them, but you know you have to go and you have to be somewhere else, do something else. Dukkha, right? That feeling of unease, that tension that we feel. And when we experience these, you know, emotions and sensations of always wishing we were somewhere else, you know, if we don't investigate those, they can, they can turn into habits. And, and become very oppressive in their frequency. And I didn't mention all of that to complain, you know, or to highlight like, oh, you know, how, how busy I am. But I call it out because, like I said, I suspect that I'm not alone. That a lot of us feel, you know, whether it's at work or at home, um, because of coworkers or family, um, we, we oftentimes feel that stress and that tension of feeling like we wish we could be in more places, uh, more, more than one place at once, or feeling like we're always in two places at once mentally, right? And, you know, splicing our time between, you know, what we're doing now and what's next, or dwelling on something that happened in the past. Um, and so I wanted to share a practice that I've found helpful, you know, when in a meeting or chatting with someone and, and, you know, checking the time or even being stuck in traffic, I found this to be really useful. But anytime I, I'm feeling like I need to be somewhere else, I think to myself, and I say this to myself, this is the most important place to be or the person who I'm talking to. This is the most important person in the entire universe. And I tell myself that. And when I reflect on that, I notice a real physical sensation as a result of that very mental thought and consideration. A loosening up of muscles that I didn't even know that I was tensing, right? And so I encourage you to try this. You know, when you, when you find yourself split between two places or split between now and another time, you know, here versus there, now versus later, tell yourself, this is the most important place to be. This person is the most important person in the universe. And you'll feel that lessening of tension in the body. And probably more clarity of mind because it's not being yanked in different in different directions. And the reason for that is because you're being present. You're not trying to tear yourself into those pieces of here and there and now and later. And this isn't a lie <laughs> that we're telling ourselves. We're not lying to ourselves like, oh yeah, this person's the most important person or this place is the most important place. It's not a lie that we're telling ourselves. We're not tricking ourselves into being content. The fact of the matter is, this is simply an acknowledgement of a truth that we're, we're always resisting. You know, I am only here. Here right now. There's no place in the world more important than me, for instance, being here, giving this Dharma talk. No important person in the world more important to me than you. That's a truth. That when I'm 
trying to be everywhere at once and thinking like, oh, you know, I wish I could be here or I should be doing this instead. That's the lie. That's why I'm stressed. Because I'm denying where I am and what I'm doing. And if we can give ourselves completely to the things that we're doing and the people who we're with, we realize that we're, we're accepting the present. And we suffer less. If we insist on being somewhere we're not mentally, doing something, you know, else, uh, or worrying about talking to someone because we don't have time right now, that creates suffering. Another thought pattern that I came across uh, a few years ago that I wanted to quickly mention um, was uh, I encountered it in the first chapter of Thich Nhat Hanh's book, um, The Miracle of Mindfulness. And in that first chapter, he calls out a, a man who he knew who had recently had a second child uh, with his wife and, and asked how he was doing. And the, the man said, you know, it's good. <laughs> Splitting time, you know, with my wife to check on the newborn, wake up, middle of the night, you know, things like that. And still making time for his first child because this was his second child, you know, working, finding time for hobbies for himself, things like that. And he said that he used to look at all those activities almost as, you know, individual pieces of time or like pieces of a puzzle that kind of fit together. You know, I have this time for myself over here, this time for my children, you know, this time for work, this time for other things. But he said when he started to think about all time was his, you know, it, it changed his perspective because he felt less inclined to always feel like he should be somewhere else because the place where he should be was where he was. It was all his time. And, and you'll notice that both of these considerations <clears throat> you know reflecting on the fact that where you are is the most important place because you're there you're present there the person you're speaking with is the most important person and that all time don't think about your time as like oh it's I should be doing this and this isn't my time because I'm spending it with someone else or doing what someone else asked me to do but that all time is your time these are all reflections of the mind right the the solution here isn't necessarily you know doing a better job of managing your calendar um, or making better to-do lists longer to-do lists uh, or saying no to people more often because while those you know physical or sometimes social changes may sometimes be necessary um, no amount of change to your schedule or, or workload or the number of people you encounter is going to keep you from needing to manage your thoughts so we'll find a way to to think should be somewhere else <laughs> right if there's one thing to do today guarantee it's possible for that thought to arise like could be doing something else should be somewhere else right 
or we spent the whole day thinking about that one thing we have to do. And so the whole morning is spent in a way doing that one thing. And we split ourselves. Because even though the world happens all around us and outside of our mind, our experience of the world is entirely through our mind. And our ability to live well on a daily basis is enhanced by us becoming more aware of our thoughts and managing our thought patterns and replacing you know, unskillful patterns with skillful ones. And on the off chance that we do need to make some changes to our environment or you know, how we spend our time and things like that, people, places, routines, doing so with a clear mind is much more useful and much more beneficial than making those changes when we're stressed or when we're angry. Right? It's like the Snickers commercial. Like, you're not yourself when you're angry. Don't make those decisions when you're, ah, you know, really struggling with that sense of feeling split. So always be working on your mind. Again, it's why we call it a practice, because we're always working to improve these things, to understand our thoughts, to investigate expired thought patterns, right? Patterns that may have, <coughs> pardon me, that may have served us well in different circumstances, but no longer apply, right? The sell-by date has passed, so to speak, and replacing them with new, more useful thought patterns and habits. You know, in the same way that we update software on a computer, right? The hardware, you know, our physical body may stay the same, but we can change the way that we operate. And that change, that improvement, that reflection, and that work, that's our practice. And so I hope you found this helpful.